When we moved to our new home in Fort Collins, Colorado about two years ago, a new tradition was created. Fireside chats. Sometimes it involved a small group of college students from the university nearby. Other times it might be friends, family, or others pondering career or life changes. Susanna and I enjoy that spot to discuss the latest book we've read. And it's a fun place to get a little philosophical with anyone who might be staying the night with us. Obviously, I can't bring you the warmth of the crackling fire, the views of the setting sun, or the back-and-forth discourse that we enjoy there. But I thought maybe I could help you get started with your own version of a fireside chat by simply opening up my journal, sharing some thoughts about some of the things I've been pondering lately, and let you take it from there in whatever direction you'd like. If it's your first time joining us here on the Cattle's 360 podcast, I'm Dr. Brad Cooper, CEO of Catalyst Coaching 360 and host of the podcast that's been bringing the very best in health, wellness, and performance authors, researchers, and others to you as our listeners each week now for 295 consecutive episodes. Thank you for joining us for this special edition. We will be back with our traditional interview format next week, or there's a really big library of past episodes you can tap into anytime. So what's on the docket for today? Got three things. The first one, it involves my, oh, let's just call it fandom for the Colorado State University Rams. If you enjoy sports, you know it's not really about the sport. It's about all the things that go with it. I, I was looking at a, a picture that was sitting in front of my spot where I do my journaling in the morning the other day, and our daughter, Danielle, had, had created this framed multiple picture outlay of about 12 different pictures of our family. It was interesting because I looked at it, 60% of them were from sporting events or activities. And again, it's, it, it, it's never about the sport. It's, it's about having that time together. It's about putting something on the calendar that is locked in. You can't move the game. So if we're going to do this together, we're doing it there at that time together. And it's interesting to look back on that and realize that the sport, the event is the excuse to do what really matters. The only problem is, I don't know how you remember that. I think you probably know that the word fan is short for fanatic. So when you say you're a sports fan, you're a sports fanatic. And that's where the problem is. At least for me, I've realized that's become a problem. We had a game this last weekend and it's not like I threw stuff at the TV or screamed at somebody, but it just, it just got me down for hours. And I thought, well, what is going on here, Cooper? You have this good life. Why does it matter so much? And that got me reading up on some things and, and doing some, some research of my own on this subject and what in the heck do I have going on inside my head. And it reminded me of the concept, and you've probably heard it, but I want to emphasize it today, of the various spheres. So there's the sphere of control. Those are things that we directly have. It's not just you can influence it, because that's the next one, sphere of influence. It's the sphere of control. You literally control it. You can control the outcome. Sphere of influence is the next circle. So if you, if, you, if you picture a big giant circle, in the middle target would be the sphere of control. The next layer out would be the sphere of influence. You, you've got some influence there, but it's limited. And then you have the sphere of concern. And there's no impact there. And that's me as a CSU Ram fan. It's my sphere of concern. I'm concerned, excited, worried, whatever, about how the team is doing. What's the score? Did we win? Did we lose? Are we heading in the right direction? But I have no influence. I have no control. I'm not a coach. I'm not a player. I'm not even the, the water boy. Zero. I'm not alone here. Even if you're not a sports fan, you get it. You have stuff in your life that 
you're spending a lot of mental energy and time on that you have no control over. It's just there. You're just letting it get to you like I am with the Rams. And so as I, I started thinking about that, I thought, well, what's the ratio? So if we've got the three targets or the three layers of the target, so in the middle is the control. That's our bullseye. Next layer is the influence. And then the last layer is the concern. What percentage is the control of the total? What percentage is the control and the influence of the total? And the research tells us the more time we're spending on the concern where we have no control, we don't even have influence, the less happy we are, the lower our well-being, and vice versa. The more we're focused on those things that we can control, and to a point, the things we can influence, the healthier, the happier. So what does that mean for me? Well, you can check back with me when we're losing by 30 points again. But the rational side of me is saying, all right, what can you control? I can control the tailgate. I can have fun food there. I can talk to friends. I can make sure we get a good spot. I can go over early enough to lock in a good place where friends and family can gather and we play cornhole and throw the ball around and chat and enjoy time together. I can enjoy the time at the game regardless of the score with family, friends, whoever it is that we're sitting by. I can soak in the the opportunity to be spending part of our day in such a, again, we're in Fort Collins, Colorado, so the stadium's gorgeous. It's a beautiful setting most of the time. Be happy that we have the opportunity to do that. Those are all in my control. Not influence, control, direct control. Concern? You know, it's part of being a fan. Of course I'm going to cheer. Of course I'll be excited if we score. Of course I'll be bummed if we don't. But what's my ratio? If you look at that day, college football generally on a Saturday. So if I look at that day, am I spending that mental energy and time primarily on the tailgate, the time with friends and family, soaking that in, enjoying that element, or am I spending most of that time and energy on the things that I have zero control and zero influence, that sphere of concern? Maybe for you, whether it's sports or something completely different, maybe think about the ratio. As you look at that three-circle diagram, what percentage of the total are you spending on the things you can control? What percentage on the things you can influence? And what percentage are you, I'll use the word, wasting on those things of which we have no control? It's just a concern. A couple studies of note, Nisbet in a 2003 study noted that Westerners overestimate what we can influence. So we're overestimating that. So maybe think about the things we think we're influencing. Is that simply concern? The study I mentioned earlier about enhancing subjective well-being was Caradimus. It's a 2006 study. And focusing on that sphere of control bumped the positive emotions, subjective well-being. And then Leary in 2016 showed that it led to increased self-efficacy. That's the belief that we can have more of an an impact going forward too. Not just today, but going forward. I don't know about you, but with my Rams, and you can hold me accountable on this, yes, I'm going to be a fan. Yes, I'm going to fly that flag. Yes, I'm going to get excited about the games coming up. Yes, I'm going to cheer. Yes, I'm going to be disappointed when we lose. Of course, that's been happening too much lately, so maybe I'll get used to it. But, but, I am going to make a concerted effort to focus on the things I can control, the things that matter most. 
even if you're not a Rams fan, maybe you'd like to join me in that, that venture, in whatever it is that you're spending your time on. Those things in our sphere of concern of which we have no control. All right, second thing actually kind of ties into that a little bit. It's the concept of autopilot. Autopilot is, it is the greatest opportunity we have in our toolbox for better health, wellness, and performance. It is also the greatest destroyer of our health, wellness, and performance. What do I mean? Well, folks, we don't make a lot of choices during the day. We're pretty much on autopilot. Some studies show as much as 95% of the things we do during the day is, it's just rote. It's just a repeat of the previous. So if those autopilot things are, are positive, you're, you're just banking better health, wellness, and performance. And if they're negative, you're just chipping away. It's like you're compiling credit card debt against those three. Autopilot is, it's huge. And, and, and what I'd, I'd love to challenge you to do, and I've been thinking a lot about this and, and the role it's playing in my life, do a little autopilot self-assessment. Simple to do. Just take a piece of paper, jot down everything you do in the day. Obviously not every second of the day, but go through the things that you do. So what time do you wake up? What happens between the time you wake up and when you have your first cup of coffee or grab breakfast or start to work? What is happening throughout your day? What, what do you have for lunch? What is your driving habit? What are you doing in the car on that commute or bus on that commute? What snacks do you choose in the afternoon? What do you eat for dinner? What do you drink with the things that you eat? What time are you going to bed? What, how do you spend your evenings? Every little piece of your day, just jot it down. And then give it a little plus sign or minus sign. As you look at it, does that take you closer to the person that you're wanting to become? Or does it move you further away? Is it something you want to continue keeping on autopilot because it's moving you in the right direction? Or is it something that you say, ooh, there's an opportunity. I didn't even tune into the fact that every single day I drive to work, I listen to the same talk radio show. I can learn some really cool stuff by doing X. There's a lot of options, <laughs> a lot of options, especially these days. Are we accidentally falling down the negative autopilot trail or are we purposefully creating positive autopilot trails? And then once you've laid that out, don't be hard on yourself here. We got enough stuff pushing on us and saying, oh, you're not good enough in life. That's not what this is about. This is the opportunity. This is to recognize that, that accidental, oh, wow, I, I didn't even think about the fact that I've created that autopilot and that's not, it's not moved me in the direction I want to move. So pick one, just one. One of the ones that you have the, the little negative sign next to. And, and think about, okay, Instead of just defaulting into that one, well, how can I tweak that to make that a, a plus sign? We've all got stuff. If you looked at my list, you'd be like, really, Cooper? You do that? You got that one on autopilot? Are you, what's your deal? I thought you were supposed to be this wellness guy. Let me just give you an example. Maybe this resonates with you. Glass of wine. I enjoy having a glass of wine with dinner. But if it's autopilot... Do I? If it's just dinner equals a glass of wine, am I really enjoying that? Is that purposeful? Or have I just done it so frequently that it's automated? 
oh, I'm having dinner, so I guess I'm having a glass of wine. Nothing special about that. And and how do I know if it's autopilot? (laughs) Look at the calendar, right? If I've had a glass of wine the last four nights, not purposeful. That's autopilot. If I had a glass of wine three nights ago, thinking about one tonight, eh, maybe. And you got to say that for you. But that's just a simple example. Look at your calendar. See if it's, is it purposeful or is it accidental? Is it default or did you choose that because it moved you in the right direction? On the other side of the coin, I've got some autopilot positives. If it's a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday, I'm running. If it's a Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm in the gym. If I'm looking for lunch for the day, I don't look for lunch in the day. I know what I'm having for lunch. It's always, almost 100% of the time, a big giant salad with a protein source. I don't think about it. I don't consider, well, let's see, what should I have for lunch today? Ever. It's autopilot or afternoon snack. It's a square of 90% dark chocolate and some almonds. I don't think about it. I don't go digging through the cupboards or see what's in the vending machine. It's done. Zero thought in a good way. So you see the difference there? One zero thought that's taking me down the wrong path. One zero thought that's adding to life. What's your one? And, and, and hopefully you don't know yet. Hopefully, I mean, maybe something's popped into your head. But I'd love to have you try that assessment and just go through your day and think about, okay, oh, there's an opportunity. I, did, I didn't even think about the fact that I just automated that thing. We're teaching a free finance class in our community. And when I say we, it's Colby, our son-in-law, who's a, actually a financial analyst. So he knows this stuff a lot better than I do. And one of his tips for the attendees, I thought was a great example of breaking the hold that autopilot often creates. He, he suggests that people direct deposit their paycheck into their savings account instead of their checking account. And you're like, well, who cares? Ooh, you will. When you put it in your savings account, then you have to take that extra two minutes to transfer the amount that you're going to purposely spend that week or that month over from your savings into your checking. You see the difference? It's creating that critical moment. It's creating that recognition to get us off of autopilot in an area that we're trying to tweak. Folks, We want to believe our choices are the architects of our lives. We want to believe that we're going through each day and we're choosing specific things that create the life that we're we're living out. But that's not the truth, is it? It's our autopilot patterns that chart our course. For better or for worse. Our daily choices are not directing our lives. For the most part, we can make some really stupid mistakes that blow up our lives. But as a general rule, It's not the individual choices that make up only 5 to 10% of our daily steps. It's the autopilot that charts our course. And the question we've got to ask, it's not whether the autopilot steers the ship, but whether we've chosen the right captain. All right, last one I want to talk about is the value of a retreat. Now, when it comes to breaking the autopilot cycle, This is a a really important week for Susanna and myself. For about the last decade, we have taken a a weekend to head up in the mountains, spend a couple of days with no internet, no phones, no TV, no Wi-Fi. We just, in the quietness, in the peacefulness, in the zero distraction setting, 
We read, we visit, we pray, we ponder, we journal. We consider various aspects of our lives from our our marriage to our family, to our finances, to our business, where, where we want things to go, where, what isn't working now that we'd like to see tweaked, where the autopilot is taking over and where we need to shift that autopilot in a different direction. We've been doing it for about a decade and I cannot tell you how incredibly value has been for us. So many ways. For the coaches that are listening, you've probably heard the story. That's what led to the development of the Rocky Mountain Coaching Retreat and Symposium. We came out of that several years in a row and said, we got to help coaches do the same thing. And, and that's where that came from. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, hmm, I could use that. And maybe it's just you. If you're married, maybe it's you and a spouse. Or maybe it just needs to be you. Here are a few tips to get started if you've never done this before. One, maybe you don't have the time or the money to do this on a, on a two or three day period like we try to do. Start with one day. Don't stay overnight. Just find an off-site spot with no phone, no computer, just you. Quiet, peaceful, chance to think, ponder, pray. If you're with somebody else, maybe a chance to, to chat about it, talk it through. Maybe have your own fireside chat. But off-site, no interruptions, zero. If you can somehow arrange to stay overnight, that adds an immense amount of value because you come into it, you have that time to think it over, read, journal, et cetera, sleep on it, wake up, and then kind of collect those thoughts. If you can do it two days at that, that's a beautiful thing. Rustic wins the day every time over elaborate. Keep it simple. You, you don't need a fancy place. You don't need a nice hotel. You don't need just quiet distraction-free, and a bed. That's all you need. And if you're thinking, well, then what do I do when I get up there? You, you've probably heard us talk before on the, on the podcast about the F5. It's five major categories of life. They all happen to start with an F just to make it easier to remember. And there's actually a bunch more Fs in here because we combined a couple of them. But it's faith. Number two is family and friends. Number three is finances. Number four is field of play. That's your career and your hobbies. And lastly is fitness and fuel. So maybe you jot those down and you just take an hour, work through each one. How am I growing in my spiritual life? How are my relationships, family and friends? What's going on with my finances? That field of play. What's happening there? And why do we use that phrase besides the fact it starts with F? I love the visual. We choose our hobbies. I, I've got triathlon friends, marathon friends. They'll make comments like, yeah, I have to do my long ride on Saturday. And I just start laughing. I just look at him. Dude, really? You're not a professional. This is your hobby. If this is a have to, go find something different to do. Now, if you're thinking, I get to do a five-hour ride today. This is going to be great. Perfect. But if not, maybe you need a different field to play. And same with our careers. Sometimes we've got to stay in that career because of insurance or a a sick family member that you've got to have that covered, but you can at least start moving in a different direction. And many of us can start moving sooner 
by the way, always follow the Susanna rule when it comes to career changes. Have your new one before you quit the old one. I cannot tell you how many people I've spoken with that quit one on a rampage. And then that other option isn't available quite as soon. So follow the Susanna career advice on that one. And then lastly, fitness and fuel. What are you doing for activity? What are you putting in the tank? So we look at our spheres ratio, check in on our autopilots, and consider a retreat. Hope there was something in there of value for you. Thanks for stopping by to enjoy the fire, being part of the Catalyst community. This version of the fireside chat obviously involved far too much of me, not enough of you. But folks, I love hearing from you. Love hearing from our listeners. If you ever want to drop a note, I usually will reply, but know that I read every single one of them. If you would like information about pursuing your MBHWC approved health and wellness coach certification, or if you're an employer, EAP, or wellness provider looking to integrate best-in-class coaching into your program or platform, please visit us, catalystcoaching360.com, or you can email us results at that same catalystcoaching360.com. We'll set up some time to discuss either or both. This is Dr. Brad Cooper of Catalyst Coaching 360. Make it a great rest of your week, and I'll speak with you soon on the next episode of the Catalyst 360 podcast or maybe over on the YouTube coaching channel.